This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. Internet. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It is July 6th, 2022. And that, of course, was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who used to be considered a pretty cool cat. He was always fighting for equality, not equity, and uh, trying to push us to further believe in the aspirational documents that are our founding documents. What's in that paper right there? the defense of freedom of assembly and of speech, et cetera, et cetera. And that those things are not guaranteed all over the world, but they are guaranteed here. And unfortunately, we seem to be giving them away. And that is going to be much of the theme of the show today. Uh, As you guys know, I am banned on the Twitter. Uh, 1.3 million followers, an awful lot of wasted time on there. I am banned. Uh, We're going to get to why I was banned. Jordan Peterson is banned, and I sense more people are about to be banned. And uh, free speech, whether it is now through our technological overlords who are crushing down on it or the government, it's hanging on by a thread, ladies and gentlemen. It is hanging on by a thread. Uh, Let me remind you guys real quick. If you want to see me live where they cannot censor me, where no one can press a button, and shut me down. Uh, July 14th at the Miami Improv, I will be on stage doing a live Ruben Report episode. This is gonna be a completely different situation than any of the other tour stops. We're gonna have all sorts of clips. We're gonna go through with you guys, audience Q&A. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun and different. You can go to miamiimprov.com. By the way, we had 100 VIP tickets that we were selling. They all sold out immediately. We have just, in the last few moments, Michael, I'm confirmed I can say it, We have just in the last few moments opened up 40 more. That gets you the VIP uh, option where if you want it, you get the one second hug out of me. Pretty good. Anyway, we're going to be talking about defending American values today. Something that I'm into and uh, need a little defense. Before we get to that, let me talk about Super Beats. You know, if you've been watching the show for the past few months, I've been telling you about how Super Beats heart chews give me the energy I need no matter how crazy my schedule gets. Look how energetic I am right now. 
Well, here's another Super Beats customer review backing me up. Didn't wait as long as I did to try Super Beats Heart Chews. They are delicious with no weird aftertaste, a convenient way to take a healthy supplement. I was skeptical, but am now a believer. See for yourself, try them. Introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that'll give you the energy you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews unique Clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. I choose Super Beat Heart Shoes for heart-healthy energy, and you should too. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beat Heart Shoes has been clinically shown to be two times as effective as at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Do more for your heart and treat yourself with Super Beats Heart Shoes. To make it easy to get started, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at superbeats.com slash Ruben. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's superbeats.com slash Ruben for up to 45% off superbeats.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. Okay, so we have to talk about this Twitter thing, and I want to be clear about this, uh, as I discussed with my guys this morning. I don't really want to make this about me. I really don't. Uh, I wish that I was sort of reporting on or talking about the things that were happening in the world, and they had nothing to do with me other than I'm someone that talks about them, right? Uh, but I am in the thick of this thing. I'm in the middle of the muck uh, in that I was banned on Twitter for talking about the fact that Jordan Peterson was banned on Twitter. And whether you like Twitter or not, whether you are on Twitter or not, it is the global PR service. It is the place where the tastemakers, where the people who are the mass influencers, how it is the place that, that they go to to spread information. It has become the new public square. That may be very, very dangerous for America. That may be very, very dangerous for the world. It may be a horrible thing. And yes, we need to build new pipes and all of those things. But at the moment, it is the reality that that is the place that sort of drives everything else that goes on online. And then, as you guys know, the things that go on online then leak out into the real world. So the Daily Wire covered me getting the boot. So let's uh, jump over to them. Host Dave Rubin was suspended from Twitter on Tuesday morning for a tweet announcing best-selling author and clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson had been suspended for tweeting about Ellen Page, an actress who now identifies as a man named Elliot. The insanity continues at Twitter. Jordan Peterson has been suspended for this tweet about Ellen Page, Rubin tweeted Wednesday, captioning a screenshot of Peterson's post. He just told me he will, quote, never delete the tweet. I have been suspended by Twitter for posting a screenshot of Jordan Peterson's tweet, which got he himself suspended, Rubin said in a statement reported by Shapiro. While it is unclear how I broke their terms of service, it is clear that they are breaking their fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders by letting a bunch of woke activists run the company, the Rubin Report host continued. I hope Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter goes through so he can blow up their servers and humanity can move past the pervasive, twisted, self-imposed mental institution, he said. 
Billionaire Elon Musk's bid for Twitter has been accepted by the platform's board. In the meantime, you can find me at rubenreport.locals.com, the platform I created to fight big tech censorship, something we need now more than ever, the host added. Peterson was suspended from Twitter over a tweet he posted on June 22nd about Page. Remember when pride was a sin and Ellen Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician, he wrote. Okay, so you guys get it. Now, let me just sort of put one part of this in a box. At some level, it does not really matter what Jordan said or what I said. The simple fact is, obviously, obviously, we were not breaking any law and we were not directing any hate towards any one person or any one group of people based on anything, including trans people. Jordan is allowed as a clinical psychologist, as the world's leading public intellectual, and I truly mean that, the world's leading public intellectual, he is allowed uh, and encouraged, and I would say we need it, to have opinions, and they might be controversial opinions, on the hot button issues of the day. And that a group of people uh, of increasing numbers, generally young women, are now literally castrating themselves, uh, chopping off their breasts and transitioning to be men, although they obviously are not biological men. That'll probably get me kicked off YouTube now, too. Uh, that is happening right now. And of course, people that are public People who talk about these things, who get into these fights, should be addressing these issues. Of course they should be addressing these issues. Now, I could talk about this all day long, but I don't think I can do it any better than Jordan Peterson. And he addressed his suspension in an absolutely fiery, just perfect response he posted on his YouTube channel. Here's about 35 seconds of it. I'm not taking down that tweet or acknowledging that my tweet violated the Twitter rules. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Twitter's a rat hole in the final analysis, and I have probably contributed to that while trying to use, understand, and master that horrible, toxic platform. No doubt, I owe some apologies for that, and I'm trying to learn, but it's a relief in some real sense to be banned, and I regard it under the present conditions as a badge of honor. Well, I mean... I can't beat that. I honestly can't beat that. And I would encourage you to watch the uh, the full uh, video that Jordan posted there. Uh, you know, it's so interesting because he acknowledges that he himself, and I would acknowledge the same for myself, uh, are we our best selves on Twitter? Have we all contributed to whatever the hell it is that we all know is going on right now, this slow descent to hell that we're all in? Of course, we've all contributed it to it, right? We've all been part of it, right? Unless you're not on Twitter, in which God bless you, you're living your best life. Um, but we've all been part of it. Uh, he also mentions that it's a relief in some respects to be banned on Twitter. And I do have to tell you in the, you know, over 24 hours that I have been banned, I have to say it has been a bit of a relief instead of in any free moment that I have, my hand just go into my pocket, know what's going on on Twitter, what's going on, what's happening. Um, there's a relief there. Uh, but the broader point that Jordan is addressing is he is, he is standing up for a principle. And it is, I would argue, the same principle that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was talking about in that cold open that we showed you, that the principle of free speech, your ability to say what you think without being pushed to the margins of society, as long as you're not breaking the laws. What did, what did Martin Luther King say in that cold open? I want this thing to be what's on the paper, 
what's on the paper, if it wasn't on the paper, if the defense of free speech, if the First Amendment wasn't there and the right to assemble and share your thoughts and protest, if it all wasn't on the papers, maybe we'd be having a complete other conversation. But in this country, this 246-year-old country, it's on the paper that you can share your thoughts. So Jordan is drawing the line in the sand. Uh, Jordan reiterated to me yesterday that he is not going to delete that tweet and he will not come back on Twitter. Uh, I will, in full transparency, tell you that I did delete the tweet. Now, it was not because I was acknowledging that I did anything wrong. I deleted the tweet because Twitter said that if I delete the tweet, I would have access to my direct messages. These are the personal messages that I can send people. Now, I have no doubt that the woke whack jobs at Twitter are reading my direct messages and reading everyone else's direct messages too. Uh, I wanted access to those direct messages so I could get word out that I had been suspended and thus uh, that's exactly what happened yesterday. And Ellen Page was the number one trend on Twitter most of the day with my name. Uh, Ellen, And then of course, Twitter issued a statement that they shouldn't have allowed Ellen Page name to trend because that's dead naming her. I mean, the whole thing is so stupid. The whole thing is so profoundly stupid. Everything, by the way, that the woke touch becomes profoundly stupid. Uh, so, okay, so I wanna link this to more broadly what's happening in the country. So we will get there, I promise you. Uh, just, I wanna point out a couple people who uh, offered some defense and, and some insight into what's going on. Uh, ben Shapiro posted this on Instagram. I thought this was interesting. Perhaps this is Twitter's chain strategy for banning. If you note that Twitter has suspended someone for mentioning the unmentionable, they erase you. Then someone else mentions that you have been suspended and they are purged as well. Dead naming is when you notice that someone has changed his or her name. Gender ideology violates the laws of biology and logic as well as physics. Now we must engage in time travel and pretend that there was a man named Elliot Page who starred in Juno as a pregnant girl. So Ben, of course, is bringing up a couple great points here. First off, just addressing anyone else's suspension. This causes the Twitter inception of banning and suspension. They'll just keep banning everybody. Uh, ben did not get banned. And we, uh, we were sort of wondering why didn't Ben get banned for addressing me getting banned because of Jordan getting banned. And it's like, I do think one of the things that they do there, you have to remember, these are a bunch of woke activists running this country. And where is Elon Musk in all of this? I'm not quite sure. We'll get to him in just a second. Uh, but I do think they have to, what they're doing is they're playing a little bit of whack-a-mole here and they know they can't just blow up the game at once. So it's like, you can't take Jordan out one day, meet a couple days later and Ben a couple days later. You have to spread these things out because people start forgetting about people, right? That's part of the problem here. That's why I've posed the question to my locals community this morning. Like, should I get back on Twitter and fight? Should I take the fight to them? Should I use my time on Twitter to expose the nonsense, mock them and all of those things, which is what I try to do here on a daily basis and really call out the nonsense? Or do I just pack up and go? Uh, you know, do you abdicate the throne? Do you go, hey, I, I did what I could do here. I'm not interested in this and I want to build new things. I mean, you know my feelings about building new things. It's why I created Locals. It's why we merged with Rumble. It's why I'm working on a couple other projects as well. And it's like, I'm very interested in that. I saw some incredible comments on Locals. So thank you guys who were playing along, uh, arguing both ways that you go in, you go into the rat's nest and you fight. That's one way of doing it, that you walk and you let them you know, implode and you let them just go on that endless descent and you go and you go to greener pastures. I think there's great arguments on both sides. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. 
Uh, but Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, who is a good one on the short list of sane politicians, uh, he defended me last night, which I appreciate. Uh, this is insane. Free speech terrifies leftist nitwits. Free Dave Rubin, free Jordan Peterson. Uh, of course, Dan Bongino, who is just, uh, Bongino is just blowing up. I mean, he really is just blowing up. The Twitter communists have come for another guilty of wrong think. Uh, and then I've got a couple things from Douglas Murray here because he addresses this in just such a brilliant way. Uh, so one of these, I think I showed you yesterday. So Ruben Report has been suspended from Twitter for commenting on Jordan B. Peterson being suspended from Twitter. Does Twitter intend to have a future? Also, could it explain whether Elliot was ever Ellen or Caitlin was ever Bruce? So now, Douglas, because you just do it so freaking well. Uh, here's another thing that Douglas posted, and then there's a video clip we're gonna show you. Douglas wrote yesterday, can Twitter confirm what the name of this oh-so-insightful interviewee is slash was? Did this interview happen? If so, what was the name of the interviewee? Now, what I am about to show you, what Douglas Murray linked to right there, I'm going to try to tell you facts. At the time, and this is only about a year and a half ago or so, this was during the uh, Jussie Smollett thing, uh, a woman by the name of Ellen Page went on a late night talk show to talk about Jussie Smollett, the horrible racist incident, how evil America is, how bad the rest of us are. That's what happened, but don't take my word for it. Here it is. The media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jussie Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. This isn't a debate. I agree. I agree. Sorry, I'm like Not at all. I'm like really fired not up tonight. This but is how this is how you have to be fired up. It feels up. impossible to you not feel to this way right now with yeah. the president and the vice president Mike Pence who like wishes I couldn't be married. Let's just be clear. <laughs> the vice president of America wishes I didn't have the love with my wife. He wanted to ban that in Indiana. Okay, so everything she, that was Ellen Page at the time, don't come get me, evil tech overlords. At the time, that was Ellen Page, Stephen Colbert there, who is a total tool, and of course, agreeing with her as she lies, the Jesse Smollett thing was a total hoax. There was no racist incident. He concocted it himself. He was convicted of that, remember? So she goes on a late night talk show. She, Ellen Page, she was a woman, uh, she goes on this late night talk show. She completely lies about what had happened. A whole bunch of us knew it was a lie from beat one. Beat one. By the way, AOC put out tweets saying it wasn't a hoax and that it was real and approved systemic racism. Um, Hillary Clinton did, you know, all the usual suspects. Kamala Harris, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all of these people do those things. Nancy Pelosi, et cetera. Okay, you get all that. Well, there she is spreading misinformation. Now that clip is allowed to be online. A, a woman spreading misinformation, Ellen Page spreading misinformation. She's allowed to do that. So that gets out there. Uh, then this clip, we found this clip yesterday. Uh, Jack Posobiec found this one. Uh, this is an interesting clip. Somehow a Brazilian president, uh, Bolsonaro, sat down with Ellen Page not too long ago. Ellen Page, not too long ago. Ellen Page, not too long ago. I'm gay. So do you think that I should have been beaten as a child to not be gay now? I'm not going to look at you and say, I think you're gay. That doesn't matter to me. You're very nice. If I were a cadet in the military academy and saw you on the street, I would whistle at you. All right? You're very pretty. 
first off, she doesn't seem very nice. I don't know what Bolnasaro, I don't know what he's saying there, that she seems very nice. Um, but, but you see what he says? He says, you're very pretty, right? And obviously he wasn't gonna beat her. He doesn't care. But these woke people, Ellen Page from that video, what they want is endless victimhood. What Ellen Page, who was on the Stephen Colbert bullshit comedy hour, wants is to be viewed as a victim. And she wants to point to events that are completely fabricated to show you how evil America is and all of those things. That's, and I don't even mean to make this about Ellen Page. I, don't, I, I literally do not care about Ellen Page. As I said yesterday, I kind of like those X-Men movies. X-Men, it's kind of funny, X-Men, Ellen Page, it's the whole thing there. Um, but <laughs> um, I don't mean to make this about Ellen Page. This is more broadly what is happening as these people who lie about everything, who spread misinformation, they somehow have the levers of power when it comes to tech companies to say you cannot call some, like what are you supposed to say? Are you supposed to say, I think you're supposed to say the artist formerly known as Ellen Page, now known as Elliot Page, played a certain character in X-Men. We should not do this. They, they are never going to stop. If you think that this, if you all thought it was crazy five years ago when a bunch of us were calling out the beginnings of this, and a bunch of us were, by the way, it has all got uh, consistently worse and it will get consistently worse. How do I know it? Because the media right now, the corporate press, not only are they, uh, lying about everything, right? So they put out the Jesse Smollett lies. They put out the very fine people on both sides lies. They put out the Brett Kavanaugh is a serial uh, rapist lies. They put all those things out, but they're telling you they want to make sure that you're censored. Here is soon to be unemployed CNN host, Brian Stelter, talking about uh, how we've got to censor people. There is up in the sky information pollution and the polluters are trying to deflect blame. Dishonest cries of censorship are filling Fox's airwaves with charges that these guys right here are being suppressed. The word censorship's been invoked almost 400 times on Fox this month alone and more than 300 times on Newsmax. Most people want clean air and blue skies and accurate news and rational views. And then in that healthy environment that looks beautiful, then we can have great fights about taxes and regulation and healthcare and all the rest. The vast majority of people can agree that disinformation about, let's say the pandemic, is unhealthy, it's harmful. So how can that harm be reduced? Well, big tech platforms say they are removing lies about vaccines and stamping out stop the steal BS and QAnon cult content. Now, do these private companies have too much power? Sure, and yeah, many people would say yes, of course they do. But reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censoring freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is different than freedom of reach. And algorithmic reach is part of the problem. Freedom of speech is different than freedom of reach. Oh, he's such a tool, that guy. Uh, it's so interesting because he's talking about disinformation about vaccines and it's like he and the entire machine that he supports was the prime purveyor of disinformation about vaccines. If you get the vaccine, you're not gonna get COVID. You're not gonna transmit COVID. Oh, that was the president of the United States, Joe Biden, right? Just about a year ago, that was June of uh, 2021. These are the people who lie about absolutely everything. Stelter is one of the people who tweeted about and repeatedly on his show said that Jesse Smollett was the victim of a lynching. 
it turned out to be a lie. So when they're telling you, oh, those guys are worried about censorship, so we should decrease their reach. He's signaling. He's signaling to the tech companies, what can you do? Can you make sure that people get shadow banned? Can you make sure that people, when they click on like, click like on something, uh, the like doesn't actually appear, or maybe it doesn't get amplified to their, uh, to their feeds or whatever? We don't even know, right? What do I always say? It's not that what I know that they're doing that I'm worried about. It's all the shit that I don't know that I that they're doing that I'm worried about. Um, so the point is, they do not truly care about decency in the public square. They do not truly care about honestly having a conversation or defending free speech or any of those things. They pretend to while they are the ones who purvey all of the noxious views that are destroying the country right now. Lori Lightfoot, ladies and gentlemen. The toxicity in our public discourse is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about. Right? And it's ironic, obviously, that we're having this conversation and what happened on Independence Day. You know, we're not like a lot of other countries where uh, independence, their version of Independence Day is marked with, you know, tr uh, troops and tanks. And right. no, what we do in the United States is we come together as a community. If you read Clarence Thomas' concurrence, he said, thank you, fuck Clarence Thomas. You see what they do? This is what they do. And only one of those videos will be shown on mainstream media. The, uh, the NPCs, the non-playable characters, the blue Anon people, the people who believe in CNN and MSNBC and who believe the mainstream narrative, they'll only see one of those. Oh, there's Lori Lightfoot. And she's talking about how we're such a decent, good country. And my God, Lori Lightfoot must be pretty darn good. They're not gonna show, oh, the fuck Clarence Thomas part of Lori Lightfoot. They're also not gonna show this. Remember this one a couple weeks ago from Lori Lightfoot? To my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. Yeah, that seems like a call to violence. A call to arms, technically, that's a call to violence. But when you're a Democrat, you're allowed to do it because there is something called Democrat privilege. That is the only real privilege in the United States. When you're a Democrat, you're allowed to get away with everything. She happens to be a black lesbian Democrat, which puts you at the deep top of the freaking thing. Uh, by the way, uh, how's Lori Lightfoot doing over in Chicago? Well, uh, 54 people were shot on July 4th weekend uh, in her city. So she talks a good game. You know, she really cares, really cares about America. She really cares about her city. People are being shot, uh, obviously, left and right. Uh, there was the Highland Park shooting uh, over the weekend, obviously, as well. Uh, I'm not going to get into the specifics about the shooter or any of that stuff, but I want to show you. Uh, I'm going to draw a straight line here, and you'll see why I just said that phrase in a moment. I want to draw a straight line from the way these people talk to what actually happens. So Eric Swalwell, you guys know Eric Swalwell. He's a, a congressman in California. He is a complete fraud. He's a vapid nothing. He 100% for sure was sleeping with a Chinese spy. This is known by everybody in the intelligence community. Um, it is absolutely known. I am not making it up. Google it for yourself if you don't believe me. Uh, Eric Swalwell tweeted this yesterday, and I thought this was interesting. Now, this is in reference to the shooting that happened in Highland Park. He takes a picture of Lauren Boebert, who I've had on the show, who I think is a, a good, decent woman and certainly a patriot. I have some political disagreements with her. That's fine, but she is a legal, law-abiding citizen uh, who owns a gun, and he takes a picture of her, and then he takes a picture of the guy who did the shooting in Highland Park. Let's start drawing straight 
lines. Now, Lauren Boebert has nothing to do with that shooting. That shooting probably has far more to do with Lori Lightfoot, if we're being honest. I mean, she's the mayor of Chicago, right? Um, it, this happened in Illinois, uh, where we know people are being killed left and right all the time. But this is what they do. They take it. So right now, if we, if we were to play by their rules, if we were to play by their rules, if some crazy leftist, and there are an awful lot of crazy leftists out there, if some crazy leftist was to shoot Lauren Boebert right now, would that be the fault of Eric Swalwell? Right? I mean, he just linked Lauren Boebert to a murderer. So if someone wanted to do a little vigilante justice, would we be able to blame Eric, uh, Eric Swalwell for that? Do you see what this game is like, what they're actually doing here? And the more that we play the game with them, and I think this is the part that I'm gonna have to try to figure out as I continue to do this show. The problem is if we just keep responding to them, if we just keep, oh, this person got banned, that person got banned, oh, they said this, then we'll just constantly be following them, right? We're gonna constantly be following the white rabbit, but when you follow the white rabbit, the hope is you're gonna find something true at the end. This is a white rabbit where you're gonna find nothing true because there is nothing true in what they are doing. Uh, and the simple fact is that everything that Jordan Peterson said in that tweet was true. Uh, everything that I said, I mean, all I did was basically say he shouldn't have been banned for this was true. And it's not just about what happens on Twitter. It is the simple fact that they are censoring massive stories that could change elections. Do you remember when Hunter Biden's laptop story was leaking and what did Twitter do? Twitter actually banned people not only from sharing the story, but you couldn't even privately share the links to the New York Post and they locked the New York Post out of their account. Do you think that maybe, maybe that if more people had known about Hunter Biden's laptop and Hunter Biden's business dealings that clearly were connected to Joe Biden. Hunter Biden was a crack addict who had no expertise in energy, who was getting all this money per month from a Ukrainian energy company. Do you think that is sort of relevant to what's going on in Ukraine now? Do you think that's sort of relevant to Joe Biden becoming president? But they, we couldn't talk about it then. And then of course, my favorite slow motion conservative, Bill Maher, even he gets these things right, usually two years late. The argument to me is like, has Twitter failed? in setting themselves up in the past as the judge of what can go out there. And I would say, yes, <clears throat> you have. You failed when you threw the New York Post off of Twitter for talking about Hunter Biden's emails, and it turned out that was a real story. Right. You failed when you said we couldn't read about whether COVID had come from a lab. You failed. Did you read about this Babylon Bee? Do you know what the Babylon Bee is? I didn't know this. No. It's like the Christian version of the onion. They got flagged for, they posted a funny video. This is funny to them. Okay. Sensitive content, Twitter said. In the video, they were making fun of Twitter for being too sensitive. <laughs> this is so through the looking glass. Okay, so you guys know, and by the way, I know that if some of you uh, are, are annoyed when I keep playing these Bill Maher clips because you're like, you're, you kind of want to smack me through the screen. I can feel it. It's like, Dave, he's never going to fully get there. He's never going to fully get there. But I'm going to keep trying at least a little bit more because I think that that slow motion thing that he's doing needs to be accelerated. And I think maybe we can get 
the rubber to meet the road with him. Maybe we can. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think maybe we can. And even if we can't get him, maybe we can get more of his audience to realize what the truth is, right? Because hopefully if the algorithms don't manipulate everything, there might be a person out there who searches Bill Maher on the YouTube and comes across one of my videos and is like, oh, this guy actually nailed what's been going on in the back of my head when I watch real time, why it's not fully connecting. What's interesting there is Bill Maher finally is coming around, right? He's coming around and going, they did fail when it came to this New York Post story. Now, it's interesting. Bill Maher didn't cover the New York Post story on his show when it was happening. Now, a whole bunch of us did, and we were called right-wing maniacs for it. We were told we were going to be censored on YouTube, and many of us were. Uh, but he didn't do it when it mattered. That's what I mean about slow-motion conservative. Then when it gets easy to do something, when the New York Times is like, oh, yo, you're not going to believe this, guys, but it's a year and a half later and Biden already president. So, uh, yeah, you could talk about the laptop. Then Bill Maher is like, yeah, why didn't we talk about the laptop? <laughs> okay, so he says that. Uh, he also, to the idea that you're going to say, okay, well, Twitter uh, should have done something and not, you know, basically should have not done anything. I should say they should have not banned the New York Post and everything else. It's like, well, you know, they probably shouldn't have banned the president of the United States. Where were you on that, Bill? Yeah, nowhere on that one, too. You did call for a recession, though, to get rid of Trump. Uh, so, again... This is like, are you getting this or not? Uh, and then, oh, and then the lab leak. He mentions the lab leak. And it's like, yeah, Bill, where were you on the lab leak for a year? You, you were afraid to talk about it too for a year. I don't know if the lab leak is true or not, but at least we were, some of us were asking these questions. So just come on, Bill. <laughs> and I know the producers watch this show. I have my insiders. I know you're watching. Just get there, Bill. I don't even want to do the fucking show. I really don't. I don't even, I'm not even that interested in talking to him anymore. I'm honestly not, but just get there, man. Get there. Send me a nice bottle of wine at the end. That would be, a bottle of tequila would be better, actually. Uh, but the point of all of this is that the election was manipulated by big tech. So it is not disconnected when you see public people having their accounts blown up, Jordan Peterson or me being suspended. When you just follow those dots backwards and you go, boy, they were censoring other things back then. And gosh darn it, did those things have an effect on the election? And it's yes, yes that they did. So you guys know, I like to go back to some things that happened in the past so we don't forget, right? Because we just forget things that happened literally two weeks ago. Uh, but how about, uh, New York Post, this is October 2020. Twitter backed down on its battle with the Post and unlocked its main account after a two-week stalemate over the Hunter Biden expose. The move came after the Post refused Twitter's demand that it delete six tweets that linked to stories that the company claimed, without any evidence, were based on hacked information. The Post never budged and kept the tweets on the account during the standoff even as Twitter obscured them from view. In a series of tweets, the social media giant said it was revising its hacked materials policy and updating our practice of not retroactively overturning prior enforcement. Our policies are living documents, said one of the tweets from Twitter Safety. We're willing to update and adjust them when we encounter new scenarios or receive important feedback from the public. The company claimed the Post violated a policy on sharing hacked materials by tweeting links to bombshell exclusives on Hunter's emails without ever saying how it came to that conclusion and despite the fact that neither Hunter Biden nor anyone else had claimed that the emails were hacked. The move sparked widespread outrage that led Twitter to revise its policy so other users could tweet the stories. But it continued to hold the Post's account hostage, demanding the six tweet, uh, tweets about its own reporting be deleted. They never were. While we've updated the policy, we don't change enforcement retroactively. 
You will still need to delete the tweets to regain access to your account, a Twitter representative told the Post on October 16th. Twitter also made the six tweets at issue invisible to users by replacing them with messages saying the tweet is no longer available. Okay, so look, I know you guys know all this and I know that this is two years ago, but I think you see what I'm doing, right? I'm prosecuting a case here and they can take out a whole bunch of people now and what is it that we won't be able to say in two years? And the simple fact is the Twitter never censors anyone on the left for any of their lies, right? Do they ever put any warnings on Joe Biden's tweets when Joe Biden lies about literally everything? Putin's price hike, inflation is transitory, uh, any of the stuff, the vaccines work? I mean, do they ever censor any of that? No, they only censor people on the right. By the way, they never censored uh, New, uh, the New York Times, when the New York Times showed Donald Trump's tax returns illegally. It is illegal to do that. It was a hacked document. They had no problem showing that. And I'm fairly certain, guys, what do you think about this one? If Donald Trump Jr. had had a laptop and he was smoking crack with prostitutes and like snorting blow off their asses and a whole bunch of other stuff, do you think that uh, that would have been allowed on Twitter? Um, do you think? Am I nuts? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would have been allowed on Twitter. So it is all bullshit, people. It is a fake game. And this gets me back to where I started about, I'm trying to figure out how I can play in this game. Do you continue to play in a game based in lies? Do you continue to play in a game where you know the rules are fixed and you don't even know exactly what the rules are in the first place, or do you just walk away? I'm not exactly sure. I'm really not exactly sure, but I, but I am enjoying reading your, your thoughts on this. Uh, interestingly, when that whole New York Post thing happened, uh, you guys know Jack Dorsey from Twitter. He was the CEO at the time. Here is what he said much later, much later, of course. Straight blocking of URLs was wrong and we updated our policy and enforcement to fix. Our goal is to attempt to add context and now we have capabilities to do that. Um, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Again, it's like slow motion, man. When you had the ability to do something, you didn't do jack shit. Jack, you didn't do jack shit. And now you don't even run the place anymore. By the way, he probably doesn't want me to say this, but here we go. Uh, I DM'd Jack Dorsey yesterday to alert him about my suspension. Uh, and uh, I asked him to amplify it. And uh, he basically, he was like, oh, I have nothing to do with Twitter anymore. So then I wrote, okay, could you at least uh, get me in touch with someone at Twitter? And then he didn't respond because it's all a fixed game and the people who get us into all of these messes are not truly our allies or anything else. Anyway, uh, you may remember Elon Musk during all of this. Uh, subsequently, he said this on Twitter, which was pretty good. Suspending the account, the Twitter account, of a major news organization for publishing a truthful story was obviously incredibly inappropriate. Okay, so that's pretty good, right? So that's what he said a while back. And as you know, he is in the process, we believe, of buying Twitter. It's a little unknown what's going on because he had these 10 days where he went silent on Twitter. Then he came back suddenly two days ago. And guess what he said? This is literally uh, from, look at this, 5.17 a.m. on July 5th. Now, I got banned about an hour and a half before this. Uh, someone had asked him, uh, if they had, if he had seen that Jordan Peterson was banned, he wrote, yeah, they're going way too far in squashing dissenting opinions. Okay, so Elon Musk, you know that they took out Jordan Peterson. Elon Musk, you have no, you undoubtedly know that they have taken me out now. 
Are you buying this thing? Are you going to fix this thing? Are the hopes that we've pinned on you either justly or unjustly, uh, are they are they worthy? Are you going to do the right thing? I hope that you will. Um, but I do know also that if you try to do the right thing, they are going to come for you. We, we absolutely know that. There has been hit piece after hit piece about you, Elon Musk, since you decided to get in the Twitter game, since you decided to say, hey, I'm going to defend speech. What did they start doing? They started calling you alt-right and a racist and all that stuff. Uh, and of course, they also went with their double speak. You may remember this one. This is from about a month ago. Uh, this is just an, inc I mean, this is one of the most incredible videos I've ever seen. This is from the televised mental institution of MSNBC. They've got a host that nobody watches this show. His guy, his name is Ari Melber, but the, you know, the machine loves these people who just say nothing, lie about everything, confuse everything, accuse you of doing what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. Listen to what he said in case you missed it when uh, the whole Elon getting Twitter thing was breaking. If you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. You see? They tell you what they're doing. That's what they did during the election. Turn things down, turn other things up. That's what they do. Then a guy comes in and says more voices, less censorship. Let's see what's really going on here. And they freak out about it. So once again, I want to reiterate what Jordan Peterson said about Ellen Page, who was a woman her entire life, who is still biologically a woman, uh, and I don't care about her. I don't care to make this about her. But what Jordan Peterson said about Ellen Page was 100% true. And I cannot call Ellen Page, who was the actress in X-Men, Elliot Page, because that was a woman named Ellen Page. Uh, now, what's interesting is not just that what Jordan Peterson said was true. Of course it was. Uh, what the New York Post said was also 100% true, and they paid the price for it too. Uh, and now there's more leaking out to connect this to what's happening actually right now in the world. There is far more leaking out about Hunter Biden and the fact that Joe Biden absolutely did know that Hunter Biden was having business dealings in China. Uh, here is a voicemail. This is just breaking in the last 24, 48 hours. A voicemail of Joe Biden calling Hunter to talk about his business dealings with China. Hey, pal, it's Dad. It's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, that's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. Okay. So the article that he's referring to is about Hunter Biden's dealings with China. Okay, that's that's been verified already. We'll get to that in just a sec because even the press secretary is address, is acknowledging that that is true. Now, this entire time, and you remember, for a year and a half before the election, Joe Biden was saying Hunter had no business dealings. Also, if he did have business dealings, it had nothing to do with Joe, blah, 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 blah. Uh, here's a whole bunch of times that Joe Biden lied about Hunter Biden's dealings. 
Period. I'm not going to I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man. Your son did make a lot of money there. No. Some reports 50 to 80 thousand dollars a month in a no. Ukrainian company while you were vice president. Yeah. I'm not. Look, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to. And I know you're not intending to do this. Play the game to take the eye off the culprit. There's nothing on his face that was wrong. So, look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. I mean, come on. Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. And what I wanted to make a point about, and my, my son's statement speaks for itself. He spoke about it today. My son's statement speaks for itself. What I think is important is we focus on why it's so important to remove this man from office. Okay, so he, of course, always was throwing it back on Trump and we should investigate Trump's kids for what? For what? They're good parents and actual functioning adults with jobs and families and things of that nature. Um, and of course he consistently is lying. There's nothing here, There's, like, this never happened, blah, 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 blah. Well, now even our black lesbian press secretary is admitting that, yeah, something kind of did happen. Why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his son about his overseas business dealings if the president has said he's never spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings? Well, first I'll say that uh, what the president said stands. So if he if that's what the president said that he, that is what stands and Usually second secondly New York Times article but secondly concerning Hunter secondly Biden's business dealings and here, he says I think you're clear how is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings we're not from this podium I am not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop so I will I am not voice on the voicemail I am not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop are it's you not happening then that it is not Peter I refer you to uh, to his son's representative. Okay, so what you need to understand there is they're admitting it, and I'm telling you they are getting rid of Joe Biden soon enough. They are, he, uh, he obviously is not running in 2024, even if it had nothing to do with this, just because of the cognitive stuff. Uh, but they are getting rid of this guy soon enough. They used him as long as they needed him. I don't think they expected him to break down this quickly. I don't think that enough of this would be, uh, that they thought that so much of this would be exposed so quickly, uh, but they're getting rid of him. She's sort of in on it too, right? Because she's kind of like, yeah, yeah, there's some stuff there, but I'm not gonna really talk about it here. They are gonna string him up. And congrats to Dr. Jill Biden. You have a special place in hell for what you did to your husband, your basically incapacitated husband. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, I have to make a decision. Do I go back into the rat's nest and, and fight in a place that they can constantly multiply and morph and no one knows who your enemy is and how they can take you out and all of those things, but at least you're in the game and you're fighting? Or as I said earlier, do you abdicate the throne? Do you go, hey, it's time to go. I put a lot of effort into Twitter. Jordan's got, I don't know, 3 million followers. I've got like a million and a half. You have influence there. You have an ability to get information out. Whether you like Twitter or not, as I said earlier, it is the, the PR service for the world. But do you just say, hey, you know what? I am done with that. The promised land is over there. I'm going there. Do you, do you say, Egypt, I've had enough. Do you go over there? I have to decide that. I have to decide. And I'm really, I'm, I'm t listening to you guys on this. I'm talking to Jordan about it and Ben and some others. And I'll, I'll decide what, what I'm going to do on this. Oh, and I do want to mention that I jumped on Truth Social in the midst of all of this uh, as just another way to get message out there. And I have to say the engagement has been incredibly good. I am at Dave Rubin, if you wanna follow on Truth Social. I have been super impressed. I have something like 70,000 followers having never been on there. It's probably more than that now. I don't, it's not about the numbers, but the engagement. And I was looking at the comments and it's like, it's real people. Twitter has become so bot filled and obviously fake and all of those things. So, so 
you've got options. The point is you've got options. And that's why we built Locals. That's why we merged with Rumble. That's why Truth exists and, and all of these things. And it doesn't mean that any of them are perfect either, but there's options at least. So what do you do as you make these decisions in your life? What platforms will I be on? How much will I engage with the, con the people who are always lying? Because ultimately the people who are always lying, it's like they've got all of this energy here in their whirlwind of lies. And the more that I go in, yeah, maybe every now and again, I can pull someone out of the whirlwind and, and get them out. But most likely I'll just be sucked into the cyclone and, and part of the destruction. So what do you do? You fight them and expose them on your terms, your terms. That's the key to this. So here is the woman who I believe is going to be the next governor of Arizona. I've had her on the show, Carrie Lake. She is a fantastic fighter of freedom. Uh, watch what she did to a CNN reporter a couple days ago. Hi. 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 Nice to see you. You, you don't have a mask on anymore. Um, What's we're, going we're on? Outside. Do you have a wow. minute to well, chat? Well, we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. Oh. Does that still exist? Yeah. I didn't think so because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, so, which is propaganda. Thank do you. you. You go, girl, as they say. I'm not a biologist, but you go, girl. Yeah, that's perfect. You, you destroy them to their faces. $300 million. That is how much money CNN put into CNN Plus, and it failed within a month. Do you know how much money we've put into advertising on this show? Zero. White supremacist, zero dollars. We've done this all on, I don't know, putting out decent content, working with good people, busting our butts, trying to do something that's real and honest, and then hopefully you guys share it and spread the word and come to shows and buy books or whatever it might be. That's what we've done. And no matter how much money they pump into the lies, people know the lies. I believe we have something internal in us that, that knows what time it is. And sometimes you can get confused and sometimes they can spin the clock so you really have no idea. But at the end of the day, I, I believe that the truth prevails. So I'll figure out what I'm gonna do on the, on the personal side of this. But I think you have to figure out what you wanna do related to all of this and, and how you're gonna go forward with all of this. That's what we all gotta figure out. So let's jump to some uh, comments from the locals community where there are no bots or trolls or, or evil leftist wackadoodle woke freaks. Schmidt says, let Twitter cancel and censor themselves into oblivion. Yeah, that's part of the argument. Part of the argument I think would be that you'd get a mass exodus, that I would get everybody, I would do my best to wrangle every influential person that I'm associated with. And, and all of us say on, at, in one loud voice, hey, today's the day, today's the day we're leaving. Today's our Independence Day. We play the speech from Independence Day, the movie, and then we just all leave on one given day. And whether we all go to Truth or whether we all go to Locals or whatever we do, we do something. We all do it together and then you let the thing crash and burn. That's probably what has to happen. The reason I have this little caveat at the moment is because I still don't know where Elon is at with all of this. It's like, again, an hour and a half after I was banned at 3.30 in the morning, an hour and a half after that, um, just after July 4th, he's tweeting that they shouldn't go after Jordan Peterson. Well. Jordan Peterson's still not on. So I want to give Elon a chance, right? I want to give Elon a chance to get the reins of this thing, expose what the activists have been doing, what the employees have been doing, and then fix it. So there is some level of leash there. NP says that MLK was able to protest injustice without trashing our entire system of government. Yes, that's why that clip is so beautiful that we played in the cold open, because he's saying, hey, if we just get 
to those documents, if we act as if what is written on that paper is really true, and it is really true, if these are the documents that freed us, that everyone is created equal, then maybe we're not acting that way right now when he's saying this in 1967, but maybe we can get there. And that's what the American project has been all about. And these people don't wanna leave well enough alone, which is why we're suddenly unearthing all of this evil stuff. He did not want America to be different. He wanted America to be its best self. And I think if, if Martin Luther King had seen the America of three years ago, I think he would have been pretty damn proud. I really do. I think if you would have taken, it's year two of the Trump presidency. I don't know whether he would have liked Trump or not liked Trump or anything else, but if you would have just basically looked at America and looked around and said, boy, everyone's treated equally under the law. People can marry who they want to marry. There are no laws that are unjust related to someone's immutable characteristics. Sure, we've got some polarization. Okay, this, that, the other thing. But like, did we do the thing? Did we do it to the best of our ability? Uh, did we ensure that a young black man is not gonna be judged by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character in a public sense? Are there gonna be some racists? Yeah, but in a public sense, did we do all that? He would've been pretty damn proud. I think he would be, I think he would be disgusted by what the modern left and the modern Democrat party has become who use all of the things that he fought against as a cudgel over the rest of us. Patrick says, information pollution is an Orwellian phrase that is extremely dangerous even when uttered by a potato. Yes, indeed it is. And everyone should read 1984 if you haven't read it lately, or you can go over to the PragerU channel where I did a book review with Michael Knowles about a year ago on uh, 1984. Uh, reminder, if you wanna see me live where they absolutely cannot censor me, uh, you can get tickets to our show on July 14th. It'll be a live Ruben Report at MiamiImprov.com. We got a cold close for you in just a second. Uh, and as I said, more, more than ever, if you just take a moment uh, to just subscribe to our Rumble channel, it's rumble.com slash Ruben Report, because who knows how much longer I'll be on YouTube. Like I'm in the thick of it. It's just the reality, right? I'm in Sarlacc's pit right now. But Boba Fett came out, turned out, we found out 40 years later, he can't, two days of Star Wars references for me back to back. It's been a while. Um, and of course you can join us at rubenreport.locals.com. We got a ton of new members yesterday and I look forward to talking to you guys and hearing your thoughts on these things, right? Like I have this incredible community of people who can share their thoughts and not everyone, I, I posted this thing this morning about should I get back on Twitter or not. There were dozens and dozens of comments all over the map, but thoughtful and interesting. So get on, fight, stay off, walk, stay, you know, like all of it, it's all there. And, and that's what maybe we can get back to. Uh, but I don't think we can get back to it if, uh, if we're just playing these games where we're being manipulated and censored and the rest of it. Uh, part two of my interview with Bill O'Reilly is up right now. Uh, and we do get into his little blowout at the airport when he was going to Turks and Caicos and ended up calling the uh, flight attendant a scumbag. Hey, nobody's perfect. Uh, that is up right now. The full thing's already up at Locals. And finally, we close. In case you're worried about everything, guys, don't worry. Here's a little inspiration from Kamala Harris. Despite the odds and the obstacles, we push to move forward. That we are guided by what we see that can be unburdened by what has been. That doesn't make sense. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.